come on, don't exaggerate. V, I've declared war not because capitalism's a thorn in my side or out of nostalgia for an America gone by. This war's a people's war against a system that spiraled out of our control. It's a war against the fucking forces of entropy. Understand? Welcome to the Death Panel. Also, I guess, uh, happy holidays. Who cares? Um, more importantly, <laughs> today we have a very special treat for y'all. Artie and I are joined by some truly legendary friends of the show. Please welcome back Leslie Lee III and Jack Allison from the Struggle Session podcast. And of course, Tim Faust, author of Health Justice Now. Obviously, we are talking about Cyberpunk 2077. Hello, guys. Welcome. Thank you for joining. Wow. Hello. Very exciting. Thanks for having us back. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for having us on. Hell yeah. I mean, I can't think of a better crew to sit down and discuss this massive game with. Um, sure. And there's so much to talk about here. But before we get into that, I have like a little like housekeeping update, which is basically I'm currently getting my infusion of IVIG like right now while we're recording. It was not on purpose. Um, so I might have to pop out for a second. I'm going to get my yeah. sweet, sweet blood byproduct while we all hang and talk <laughs> get about that bu- Get that blood byproduct. Yeah. It's pretty cyberpunk to record a podcast while doing, getting <laughs> yeah. your blood. Exactly. Yeah, it really yeah. is. William Gibson, eat your fucking heart out. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, uh, as longtime listeners will know, this seems to be a habit for th- something that we do when Tim is on the show. So, Tim, I'm sorry for, again, subjecting you to hanging out while I'm getting my infusion. No, it kicks ass. I just wish you'd save me some. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Anytime. I've got that uh, blood byproduct ready to go. Sweet intravenous (laughs) immunoglobulin. Very cool. So, uh, blood updates aside. (laughs) Um, I guess we have to, we're here to solve the question, right, that has vexed game commentators uh since december 10th when this was released which is is cyberpunk 2077 just actually for sjws and communists <laughs> right <laughs> uh you know and, and and if it is then maybe i'm okay with that frankly yeah <laughs> agree um first off so i guess for those not familiar with what cyberpunk 2077 is um it is a video game <laughs> Okay. Uh, it was just released to some pretty extreme hype, and it's uh, obviously takes place in the future in a biomedical utopia, not. Um, and I think just to like sort of start us off, because we do have struggle session here, and this is way more in you guys' wheelhouse than in death panels. Um, I'd love to just sort of get like a collaborative conversation going about like what this game is, where it is, where it takes place, like what the general vibe of the world is. Sure. Yes. Uh, so first things first, I, I think it's important to say this and understand this. You mentioned that Cyberpunk uh, 2077 takes place in the future, but that's actually not 
really true. Because uh, <laughs> when you when you think about it, the cyberpunk as a genre, as a concept, dates mm-hmm. back if we're you know to the nineteen eighties. And if you're getting really serious about it, you're talking about Philip K. Dick in the late sixties, early seventies, uh, inventing uh, you know starting the beginnings of this genre. So cyberpunk twenty seven seven, it's not anymore like we don't expect the future to actually look like cyberpunk maybe in the 80s we did but by this <laughs> by now like cyberpunk is what it really is is retro futuristic it's yeah. a vision of the future from the past you know and, it, that, that, and that and that is like kind of weirdly the sense you kind of get from this game uh, uh is that it like mm-hmm. it kind of feels like it's taking place in the present just with like kind of a different aesthetic slightly yeah. you know what i mean yeah uh, and people have like more shit on their faces it's like if zara didn't exist and everybody still only shopped at like h&m or something <laughs> yeah it's it's just a slightly different kind of aesthetic present uh, uh is what it is but you know to also speak to you know, what you mentioned this was like a much hyped game um and so you know that's also caused a lot of uh, uh i think controversy about around the release of this game because you know in in a real cyberpunk twist to it this game you know that took 10 years to release and everything and was very hyped up was released like semi unfinished <laughs> yeah. in a way like <laughs> Like, it is like, it's very weird. It's like, it is hard to even, you know, and this game got like, you know, reviews like in the 90s out of 100 and stuff like that. And of course, that's on PC where it does play better, but it still is broken on PC. Yeah. It's it's like kind of hard to even do criticism about this game because it is very good, but they also just released a work print. You know what I mean? It's not finished. (laughs) Yeah. 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 In a certain sense, it really is at this point an early access game. And that's not, it's not something unusual for this developers maybe worth briefly going into the history of CD Projekt Red um, they're a Polish developer independent studio small studio and they kind of hit it big with their series of The Witcher games and uh, for people who don't know The Witcher uh, you might have seen the Netflix uh, series with Henry Cavill it's just uh, <laughs> each game of their each time they released a game they did three Witcher games and uh, on release it was pretty buggy not that good but they improved it and improved it over years and they and fans started to appreciate the fact that they would keep improving the games and make them better and when they made Witcher 2 it was just phenom- so phenomenally written uh, a lot of people thought it was and still feel it's one of the greatest games of all time and then they outdid themselves by making The Witcher 3 which was an even bigger more expansive version of The Witcher 2 very very ambitious project that they eventually pulled off now the game was still pretty buggy when they released it but there was a real core game there that was really special and that's a lot of people's uh, favorite game so when it was announced that they were doing this cyberpunk game people were you know very very excited about it because they have the reputation of making two of the greatest video games of all time they were going to spit and this was going to be their biggest most expensive game yet people just expected them to keep being able to 
outdo themselves and get bigger and bigger and better. But when you play, you know, Cyberpunk 2077, what stands out the most is like this game would be so much better if it were a lot, lot smaller, a lot tried to do a lot less things and was more like an early game, uh, more like The Witcher 2, and where it's a hub type system and not at this huge, expansive open world that's trying to compete with like GTA and um, tragically uh, failing. It, w- it could have been a much better <laughs> game if it was smaller and they spent less money on all of this stuff. But when and it's it, and it's not finished yet. I don't know if they can really turn this into as good a game as The Witcher 2 or The Witcher 3 is, even if they spend the next two years working on it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think um, it's it's funny that you mentioned like GTA because I've been thinking of this as like in a, in a weird way, uh, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven feels like um, almost like they produced this in a way uh, in which it's like in a universe where The Witcher three did not exist or something. Because yes, they, like, <laughs> yeah, it, it's it, it's so many steps back from how The Witcher works. The Witcher, I actually booted up Witcher to play it a little bit, and it's like it's still magical, like just playing yeah. The Witcher three and the open world is beautiful keyword being open i think the, a big problem with the game is that cyberpunk is about you know these very dense packed grungy alleys that really aren't that fun to do anything in like i when i play this game i just feel like i'm in a back alley in like japan like right now which is like the not the not the most it's like visually kind of interesting but it's not but there's nothing to do whereas in the witcher you get that sense of like traveling because it's big open and you're going from town to town and hub uh to hub but there but cyberpunk just tries to i don't know it's just so busy but none of it is really that interesting or that that good I, i'm just but there's still as jack said there's still like good stuff there and you can tell that it could well, be listen, a good game it, it's weird because it's like it almost feels like uh, yeah uh, I almost feel like CG, CD Projekt Red got like cocky after Witcher Three, and they, <laughs> yeah. and they were like, "We we can do as good as GTA." And I look yeah. at Cyberpunk, and I'm like, "You know, GTA, it's really fucking hard to do." You know and, what I mean? And, like they've been doing these for a long time, and they're really good at them. Like I, I've been playing GTA Online because there's a new update out for it, and I'm like, kind of going between that and Cyberpunk. You're like, man, there just are a lot of little details in GTA that like kind of Cyberpunk, you know, uh, it just feels like a lot of the corners are cut in this like, game. Yeah, I, so, sorry for talking so much, but I've just been <laughs> thinking about this a lot, but like... We haven't done our Cyberpunk episode yet, so it's all just filling <laughs> so it's out. All, this is the rough cut. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, so GTA 5 came out in 2013. That's a seven-year-old game. I yeah. saw and, you, and there are video comparisons about how the AI is and how uh, NPCs react uh, directly comparing how like when you pull out a gun in GTA 5 versus Cyberpunk and G- and Cy- in every instance Cyberpunk is like a generation behind GTA 5 <laughs> which is a seven year old game it's just really like amazing the little things that they get wrong in this right. game the basic like there's no traffic AI that there's no trap that the, the, <laughs> the cars are not actually driving uh, that's why no one else is on a motorbike but you that's like a ps2 move where only the player character <laughs> can use the motorcycle or a special oh, vehicle it's so well, part bizarre. of the reason for that is that uh cdpr unlike other studios doesn't farm out um subsections of the game or right. subsystems of the game to other studios they insisted on taking the entire thing in-house and doing it themselves uh kind of arrogant like you said um and <laughs> turns out you you can't bite off 
you know, that many things at once. That's a hell of a lot to chew. And they, they didn't manage to pull it off. Totally. I think, I I think one of the things that I meant too about like it existing in a world where the Witcher three, uh, didn't exist is I think that one of the things that Witcher was so specifically lauded for that maybe they just like missed that when they were like seeing how, uh, you know, how glowing the reaction to their previous game was or something, uh, was that like, it was, I feel like it was one of this, um, this, sort of slate of uh things that were happening around that time where it's like these fantasy worlds trying to incorporate um elements of like real world uh power structures and hierarchies Mm -hmm. into them and being like i I remember like dragon age for example is like much like the witcher a series where um like magic users or whatever are are like a lower caste uh in society Mm -hmm. um for example and it's interesting because um in terms of that like level of social commentary it is very i mean it is very grand theft auto like in the sense that there is a lot of like cyberpunk 2077 and part of this is of course the you know we i i forget whether we've mentioned already that this is based in part on the license of a of a, a um tabletop uh, game of like a like um, it's like a dungeons and dragons right. kind of game right yeah. exactly like a dungeons and dragons style tabletop game um so like to, in in some sense a lot of that is a lot of this um stuff is coming out of like the lore of of that and the sort of um even since that was you know, an uh, intellectual property from uh, decades ago that also explains a bit of the retro futurism. But at the mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's like this is like the world of Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven is packed with like immiseration and weird details. Like, you know, it seems like basically everyone in order to get employment has to have their like eyes replaced or something. To yeah, have, like, yeah. Have, to have all these like bo- I would do that body mods. Yeah, I would talk, <laughs> may, maybe, Down? but maybe not under, under the duress of an employer. But like yeah. that's it, all set dressing. Sure. Like, and it's not even set dressing. It's like they're like that stuff all exists sort of in the background in a way where it's like they don't want to. In some senses, I get I, I get the feeling that they they there was maybe the kernel of a really interesting sort of like right. darker uh, story and darker commentary here that maybe someone within CD project red uh, wanted to make, or maybe that yeah. exists as like conf- conflicting identities with the game within the game. And then they just ended up being like, well, but what if we just did sort of like Bart Simpson style, like in your face, <laughs> devil may care attitude. Well, you know, it's almost like, it, and listen, it's hard to separate out like cyberpunk from what the reality of it is, which is like, we all know that it like wasn't quite finished and they had to release it or whatever. And that's kind of how like the story feels too. Like there are these kind of like kernels of great moments and there's these like kernels of very good acting even and like kind of like storylines that I think work really well, but it all feels like kind of cobbled together and like it doesn't quite like mesh properly you know what i mean like it just feels like same as the gameplay that it could have done with like another pass and like it's it almost feels like it's like okay at some point someone was like okay here's what we got and this is like what it's got to be you know what i mean like it's just got to be these missions and so put it out right now like Uh, with all that said listen and we've been complaining a little bit about the game and like i've you know and everything with all that said i really am actually enjoying myself uh, with the game i'm like still making my way through it i think the storyline is pretty cool um and i do think that like you know the texture of these scenes and like you know what they're able to pull off in first person you know uh, uh feels so cinematic and uh um and you know i don't know and and i, I do actually think disagree the char- <laughs> completely i hate the first person actually I'm oh okay sure 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry for interrupting. No, no, no. I, I mean, I mean, just as far as like pulling off scenes in first person. I know that you wish that there was a third person angle, and I'm not really going to argue against that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I still do think that the game like does keep a sort of like cohesive feel and look uh, uh, throughout, and uh, uh, that feels kind of impressive. So everybody is enjoying playing despite this critique, right? Just checking. Yeah, <laughs> I, I have to say more or less yes. And before and before we talk about how we're enjoying playing, that we should. We'd be remiss if we didn't mention uh, that there was a lot of controversy before this game came out, yeah. specifically because of the working conditions. So whatever praise we have for the game, we want to make clear. I, I want to, <laughs> of course, we do not uh, condone the, uh, you know. Hey, by the way, the, the the thing, the thing, especially with this game with CD Projekt Red, is that they said we won't do crunch, and then like as they got toward the end, they were like, okay, we'll do crunch for an entire year. As we get like, they just like went back on it. Is almost the other thing. It's like, uh, just don't even like be annoying about it if you're going to do crunch. <laughs> yeah, there must it, be like a really sick, sad reality for someone who's living the crunch lifestyle of like working, what is it, like 80 to 90 hour weeks yeah. um, under really intense conditions, working on a game where you're like... That's about that? <laughs> yeah, that's like about that. And you're also like working with like, oh, like a pain chip, right? Like, oh God, it must be like some sort of like tantalizing Greek myth where you're staring at food you can never eat. <laughs> eat or something it's a uh, fuel for inspiration I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i mean i am enjoying the game i do think uh, uh you know i also do think that it's like it works really well just as a traditional crpg like i i legitimately do think that there's like a lot of cool um character building that you can do in this game and you know uh, uh, i think that they did a good job with the sort of rpg elements of it now do some of those things break the game a little bit? Like, have I seen shit like where, you know, when you get the double jump, you definitely are getting to places that you're not supposed to get to and stuff <laughs> yeah. like that? Like, sure. Uh, uh, but I still do appreciate like a full character spec uh, uh, CRPG. There's certainly a good game wrapped in the wrapped in the middle of all this. Yeah. You can see the glimmers of where people worked really hard or knew what they were doing or, you know, approached the thing with love and care and concern. But uh, it was just wrapped in too many false promises and the execution and, and the speed of corporate interest instead of uh, letting the thing right. take what it takes. And here's the result. Right. And this one does feel weirdly like I kind of agree with you, Leslie, that like this one feels a little bit like not like Witcher, where it's like there are maybe some like core issues here. I mean, we haven't even mentioned that, you know, what happened, which is unpre- unprecedented, is that Sony pulled the fucking game from its <laughs> yes. store. Yeah. Which is, this right. has that's never hilarious. happened ever with a triple A game. Like, that's insane that like Cyberpunk 2077 came out and Sony pulled it off of the PlayStation store. Um, it really because makes me so feel broken, like because it's so broken on PlayStation and all the old consoles. Um, yeah. It makes me feel like it will never work on those consoles that's what yeah, it makes me feel sadly. like yeah. yeah and it's so weird like they didn't have to put it out on the older console this game yeah. has been delayed for a while it would have been like if they had literally just released the PC version as as early access and yeah. people would be fine with it and they said alright we, we're not doing the last gen systems because it's going to be another year till we get up to console right. standards like that, I think that would have well, worked and out this is also better why it is annoyingly about like corporate interest and everything like that it's like 
they released it on all these consoles knowing that it wasn't complete uh, and they never would have offered refunds if they hadn't just made enough money on the PC version. You know what right. I mean? Like the right thing to do would have been only to release the PC version and been like, yes, it's early access. There's still a lot of bugs or whatever. And still people like me would have paid for it. I would have happily paid 60 bucks and been like, I'm playing a piece of shit because I'm an idiot and I'm a video game player. And that's the way <laughs> it you works get to play it early. And, and I get to play it early. And that's how the kind of thing that I like or whatever. Um, but what happened is they released it for these consoles. You know, they never would have re- uh, offered the refund if they hadn't just like turned an infinite amount of profit on the PC game. So, you know, uh, uh, you know it, it basically is that they uh, um, were, were happy to stick console players with that version until they hit their profit number. They wanted to hit the, the holiday sale, right? They want they they to pump it out. Right. Well, that's yeah. the other thing, too, is that like this game had to be out by December 10th, like no matter what, like whether it's like not and literally it is not functioning for a lot of people. It won't, you know, uh, uh, like it crashes uh, on Xbox. The other thing I think is so yeah. weird about this game is that the 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 next gen console versions uh, uh, aren't even coming out till next year. This isn't something I realized. Uh, uh, yeah. But apparently everybody that's playing on PlayStation 5 is playing the PlayStation 4 version just that's on me. PS5. <laughs> I'm, I'm I think I'm the only uh, non-PC master race, uh, as it were, uh, person playing like uh, playing on this uh, call, and it's very funny because it is so. I mean, you know, we've, there there are like meme upon meme upon meme of how broken uh, this shit is, but the <laughs> yeah. most the most um, ridiculous thing, which I think absolutely just shows how clearly this was, uh, yeah, the product of an intense like a culture of uh, overwork and a, and a huge um, amount of like managerial uh like exploitation basically is that essentially playing it on playstation 5 as i am uh the like the camera controls the the camera's just constantly like looking around wherever i literally have to hold my finger on the right trigger to keep it from drifting it kind (laughs) of looks like as if i'm the one who's operating the camera (laughs) yeah (laughs) which i'm not super great at like left joystick stuff because i'm not but uh, yeah, it's really, it's kind of amazing. It's so broken. And here, here's a pretty cyberpunk funny thing. And this might be a, this would be like a storyline in the game. So the reason it actually got pulled from the PlayStation store wasn't because it was so broken. It was because Sony got pissed off at CD Projekt Red for putting out a statement, basically telling people <laughs> go ask Sony for refunds because Sony does not like doing refunds on games for any sort of reason. And none of the, none of the companies do. Uh, really so it was actually like it, it was like a power a corporate power move by Sony to outright pull it from the store that actually wasn't a CD Project Red Red's uh, request or or plan they were just kind of trying to pass the buck off on Sony and Sony was like fuck you I, I even mean when they made that statement saying go get refunds and we will refund everybody that that was the point when I was like oh they made a lot of money on the PC yeah, version yeah. <laughs> oh they must have made a lot of money on that PC yeah. version <laughs> oh they definitely do. I mean they, they own like uh, they own the the primary distribution uh, right, store for yeah G-O-G. exactly so they're famous making even for more being than- yeah, and GOG famous for being pro customer, and like that's the that's the thing. Like CD Projekt Red has such a reputation for being like a game company that cares about customers. They don't put DRM on their games, and yeah. like they had so much trust from fans. Like I was pretty close to just blindly pre-ordering this because I, I figured it, like there's no way that this game would be anything less than pretty good, you know. But it's I, weird. To, it's weird when you play a game like this when you're like 
this should have used like two more years. Like, you know what I mean? It's not yeah. even like another half year or something like that. It's like this probably should have taken 10 years to make. And it would have <laughs> been like really, really excellent. You know what I mean? But it just eight, eight years. I guess they came up against whatever you know, financial reason they had to have it out by Christmas 2020. And uh, here we are. Yeah. Totally. Uh, maybe we can maybe we can uh, try and peel back some of the uh, like Leslie, when you brought up how there was a controversy before this, I thought you were going to mention, for instance, like the trans representation stuff Be- mm-hmm. before the release. There was like the outcry over the poster um, that, that's in the game or the, there was like a, uh, there was like discourse over like the poster that's in the game. Uh, yeah. that's like everywhere. But I think uh, actually even more kind of like a weird thing, especially for a, a game that is so that's so foregrounds like this is a this is a world where people have a very flexible like relationship with their body as like a corporeal entity the character creation uh situation for example is like you you choose your gender and then your like your voice and genitalia are like a matched pair basically (laughs) that makes it so like you can decide that you're going to be like a trans femme for example but like you have to have like a husky male voice because maybe you have like a penis right um which is just like so fucking it's like worse than i mean fucking demon souls this year like did a better job they did like choose body type a or body type b and they're either like it's you know it's one of them is like more femme and one of them is like more mask or something i don't know i'm I'm just like in a game where literally like grimes plays a character who is like dead and living in like a metal android body you're telling me that we can't like change people's voices or that maybe like hormone therapy doesn't exist anymore like yeah well again it's almost like that thing the character creator ends up becoming like you know is almost like very surface level you know what i mean it's like you know they they put a lot of you know hype into this character creator and everything like that but in the end it's not really that customizable. You know what I mean? Like there's three options for each thing. It's not the most um, extensive character creator of all time. And, you know, maybe they shouldn't have gone out there saying that they were going to do that. <laughs> yeah, they shouldn't have. They, there was, I, I actually don't think they should have done the character creator at all because it, what struck me going back and playing The Witcher 3 is, oh, the thing I love about this game is Geralt, the character, and <laughs> right. Triss, and, and all these specific characters that i did not create i don't know why they went with a character creator in this game they should have you know stuck with you know one specific character maybe you change certain options about the look uh uh, maybe certain specific options but like their strength was telling a story about one specific character and they don't have that here and you can tell it leaks into the storyline too because your character is really just like a blank kind of avatar that you have and that's coming from a again game where you, like the gta guy you know yeah. like really well, like gta 3 I, I i actually i think it's even like less i i think it's like less much less interesting than a lot of the gta characters they have a lot especially in the later ones gta 5 they i mean have gta a, 3 and gta i mean yeah, i mean the, in the, early, three, the silent yeah, the, the silent ones yeah the ps2 one yeah yeah you're like a more like a blank character but there's there's writing str- like that's not how you create the best kind of storyline you need 
need kind of like you need to know who the main character is to have a really strong story more or less uh for the most part i think you know certain crpgs do a really good job but uh cyberpunk is not one of those games that can really incorporate the created character at with this uh pre-written storyline in a cohesive way well there's a there's player demand to be to be able to play anybody in a world where you can customize yourself and have you know a totally open world everything's customizable everything's responsive and that's not how you build a a a good story that you just build a worse version of real life where you can kill civilians which is not (laughs) how you make a like a, a good narrative right that is ultimately one of the things it's like you know in any open world game where there's driving, I'm going to just drive like a psycho. You know what I mean? Like, and that just will kind of break the immersion of like a, you know, uh, uh, of a Witcher type storyline. You know what on I the mean? Witcher, it just you're on the horse. <laughs> it's just ultimately like if you're in a game where you're allowed to drive a car, unless there's some kind of mechanic like L.A. Noir, you're just going to be driving around like a lunatic on the wrong side of the road and crashing <laughs> into everybody and stuff. That's why, that's why I guess I feel like this just uh, this either has two or either has like two very conflicting uh identities to itself i guess ultimately or just has like no coherent identity at all and just fluctuates between like uh i don't know they call i think what was it the some of the developers called like the parts of the world for instance like design flavors i think before this was like released and it just feels like it kind of bounces between those because for example like I don't know. Sometimes like sometimes it feels like it's uh, I remember actually having this conversation uh, with with uh, B, who has now just uh, jumped out, by the way, to to get her, uh, uh, I think, to get her um, IV taken out, which sure. is funny. So she'll be having she'll be back in just a second. But um, I remember having this conversation with B before uh, the game came out where it was like, well, it's interesting because it seems like from what uh from what they've shown that it's going to be this kind of like you know interesting like dark noir-ish story you know they made witcher 3 and that was like a very sort of grim dark take on fantasy and they're doing this in this like you know they're doing it in a cyberpunk world now which is like you know potentially going going to be something where like maybe we'll get some actually interesting uh discussion about like what does it mean when everyone has uh body modifications like all over the place or where we're in a far future situation and we have like I don't know. We're, we're we're like the fucking um like uh amb- ambulance like where paramedics are basically like a private corporation unto themselves and right. they're like the fucking SEAL Team Six or something. Yeah, you know, um, which is cool. That that does is cool in the game. Right. Honestly, yeah. there are like yeah. so many interesting ideas, and then what the actual experience of it is like is like here's this fucking flattened wonderland where you're gonna <laughs> run around like where i mean you know m- not not all of it obviously some of it actually uh is is really interesting and compelling but like uh, the other half of the time if it's like okay you're just gonna murder 50 people right exactly yeah. you're gonna wander around and like murder people um you're gonna be like some fucking like you're wandering around like uh within you know 10 hours or something you're just this fucking god or something and you're not <laughs> uh as opposed to any kind of like there's no uh there's no sense of like the immiseration that they the game keeps telling you that this world is like Mm -hmm. visiting upon its people it's just like oh no well you know it's basically yeah it's functionally the same as like you know grand theft auto 5 or or like whatever when you're which is also like something when i was first walking around the world i was disappointed by you know we talk about the ai for the pedestrians i was just disappointed by like actually even the design for the pedestrians i was like these just still look like the same old not well rendered like gta pedestrians you know what i mean it's just like kind of like 
big sort of lumpy people not dressed very interestingly or looking very futury for the most part. Yeah, I think and I think part of it, part of the problem is again that first I don't like the first person perspective. I feel so much better when I'm on the driving around in third person even though the driving isn't great it feels more like what the game should feel like and look like but i uh i want to read this quick review by um a legendary uh gamer who i think uh, sums up something uh, that you just mentioned about it feeling like different like flavors to the game and basically feeling like multiple different games um and this is of course from ice t uh (laughs) the uh gamer stuff uh he says cyberpunk 2077 review a lot of people dislike this game it's sometimes so distorted you can't see the open world and the mission seem like two different games i could go on but once you finally figure out all the levels of things you can do i've become hooked (laughs) (laughs) well i think uh, part of the reason for this disconnect has to do with the source material right because with the witcher you've got a whole world that's been built uh narrative by narrative right you have this 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 whole corpus of text and the dude, I, for, I forget his name, has, has built these stories and there's an overarching universe and there's like a, a core consistent world that, that this thing lives in and you understand how it operates. Whereas with cyberpunk, it's just like a, it's a, it's a, it's a tabletop game. You've got little scenarios that exist. You've got little pieces mm-hmm. of flavor text that exist. You have a, you know, lore that Johnny Silverhand is a dude, but you don't have an, <laughs> or, like there is no overarching cyberpunk narrative because there is no overarching cyberpunk, like a like single definitive cyberpunk world, right? right? It's like a campaign by campaign play with your friends, play with your DM. Totally. And then this, this game kind of feels like that. You've got like little modules that feel like campaigns that are being put together pretty well by a DM, but they're just kind of stapled to each other as right. opposed to woven into a larger like narrative that has like point and meaning and, 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 and climax and, 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 and nuance. Uh, it's still fun, but it's not like a, 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 it's not, not like The Witcher where you have one big overarching narrative that does a lot. You've got a bunch of small little ones that kind of get bundled together. Yeah. And I think, I think one of the big problems is the open worldness of it. I feel like, like if this game was designed like more like a Mass Effect game, I feel like, uh, and it was more like a corridor shooter where you do your time talking in some places and then you do your fighting on the mission and this specific room and this specific, uh, storyline I feel like that would be much better than just randomly walking around murdering hundreds of people like with no <laughs> rhyme or reason and the, o- and the only story is are the like the documents which are w- rail-, rail ridden for the most part and like yeah. tell these stories but like by the you know your 20th you know mission that day you probably are not reading all those little snippets to get the story which is the exact opposite of how the Witcher 3 treated missions where every time you were getting these directed conversations with options and choices and moral implications when in this game is just like you read it you read it after you you read some text after you kill a bunch of people and that's what the uh, side missions are yeah and it tells you retroactively what why you just did what you did and why it exists <laughs> instead of being told yeah. going into it like what's going on like there's a great example that touches on healthcare. um there's this whole mission the set called uh, the you, well, psycho killer. You want to hunt down these cyber psychos, which are people that have had too much, uh, too many modifications. They go crazy. <laughs> you know, they, they get lost in the sauce and uh, the, the overbearing weight of neural modification kind of drives them, drives them crazy. And they go on big killing sprees. It's like when guys take or when people take PCP and kind of right. uh, they they lose all control and they're, they 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 become super strong because their muscles no longer respond to a, a pain stimuli. 
Um, it's like, it's like that, but it's because of robots. And, uh, what are the psychos you hunt down and neutralize? Ideally, with a non-lethal, they ask you in the game, is a guy who was a veteran of whatever corporate war existed and got kicked off his healthcare and could no longer afford to get insurance and no longer could afford to get treatment. And as a result was driven insane because he had no help for the, you know, the cyber disorder that he had. That's really interesting, but you learn about it after you, you know, after right. you murk the guy and you right. read, if, if you happen to read the notepad that's sitting around, which is like, a, I think a real loss. Cause that's a really interesting, all it would take is one conversation with one yeah. NPC before you do it to make it interesting. Otherwise you just kind of find out afterward. Oh, that was cool. Yeah, yeah right. exactly. this is kind of yeah, this is kind of getting into the weeds. But like the fact that you get most of your missions by someone calling you that you've never talked to, you never met, mm-hmm. like so you don't even have annoying. to go to. It's so like lazy, and you there's so much of this stuff. Like I feel like if you had cut the mission givers by a third and just made and cut the missions by a third and just put the level of craft and detail that was in the Witcher 3 mission, missions, this game would be so much better. I don't know why this game felt the need to be so big because there's so many little missions, so much writing, but no, none of it is used to good use. Like I really imagine like in 10 years, somebody could get all the audio files from this and like voice act some of the written dialogue and make like a definitive version of this game that would actually be a lot better. Well, it's weird too, because it actually, in, in a lot of respects, I feel like when at least when I've been uh playing it and maybe the part part of this maybe be maybe like the the console experience but in some ways it also like doesn't feel that big I think that it it obviously there there's a ton of uh stuff here and a lot of that is uh, manifested by um choice but after a while like those data logs for example you start getting them and they're like you by the end I feel like I've picked up like 12 times like the same the same one that I don't know all these little moments get totally lost like the example that Tim uh brought up for example like the guy uh the the in the coverage that was denied is called something like PTSD guard mm-hmm. uh or something like that which uh what's weird is that so yeah it delivers its story in this like ho- holy terrible way and this very anachronistic way too because it's it's just not anachronistic but this very uh like outdated uh sort Mm -hmm. of way because again it's like it's very you know design concept from i don't know when fucking uh bioshock was out or something um but so much of the like so much of i guess the actually interesting meat that you could latch onto is in there and in terms of just even giving you reasons like realizing for example okay uh you know, if you if you read there's like a data log that's about what cyber psychosis is, for example, and it goes through like the various stages and then you're supposed to learn that what the value that you've been doing in your like playtime is you've been hunting down people who are having traumatic mental health episodes and like <laughs> you Beating have a mob and one of your main options is to just fucking kill them because you you may like me uh you know tim was mentioning like oh and they tell you to do it like non-lethally i didn't even hear that that time and so i just fucking <laughs> killed this guy and then i read right. the i like read the um uh, like the the shard or whatever they call the uh, that's what I think they call the uh, the yeah, text the, the text logs. Uh, yeah, I read the text log and I was like, oh shit, this is the one that Tim posted about. I just like killed this dude who just like I mean, obviously <laughs> he's just you know he's just like a random uh, NPC spawned in this like in this one uh, spot 
for example, there's like no other than that one bit of of like voice call telling you what this is and and what you're supposed to do with it. There's like no sensible context. It's just like there, yeah. All of a sudden, yeah. And in, in that cyber psycho mission, that's the type of mission you might have in The Witcher, but you would meet they would you would it, in Cyberpunk. There's like twenty of those uh, missions to go on. In The Witcher Three, it would be like three cyber psychos that you have to fight, and you actually like have a conversation conversations with someone's wife or you know their son maybe develop empathy for them or something or maybe yeah. there would be a way to become a fu- i mean it's they puts all this stuff in front of you and then you can't like i don't think that you can get cyber psychosis yourself even aside right? from witcher 3 you know we can even talk about like gta like they have all these phone calls and shit they have all the characters call you and everything uh, uh in gta they usually just have like people call you on the phone and tell you all this plot stuff stuff like while you're driving in this game it is this kind of weird bioshocky thing and again it's just another thing that like feels unfinished it feels like okay they didn't get like all the audio from their actors you know what i mean <laughs> so they had to like cram all this stuff in on like codec logs or whatever and, and uh, what you know they didn't do and i've seen like much less expensive games do with these sort of things is they they actually all those text documents like this is an innovation in the past couple of years that cyberpunk should have had like you can just be listening to him while right. you're still going around shooting people right i yeah. think maybe like doom a recent doom doom did has that, that. Uh, yeah. death stranding maybe or maybe, i think maybe all of the metal gear, do that metal, metal, metal gear solid metal gear, 5. Yeah, metal gear 5 did yeah yeah and and that's just something that and like uh and you spend so much time in this game walking around an empty quiet city with no mm-hmm. music no atmosphere it's like that's not cyberpunk like i should feel like i am high every minute <laughs> i am playing this game i should be having you know ne- i should be seeing neon i should be seeing weird cool shit that i've never seen before every single second and but that's hard to do if you're also building a massive open world real like city like it's just easier to create like smaller hubris interesting environments uh yeah is is the hubris of it Uh, and really like just the cyberpunk thinking you can do an open world cyberpunk game it just does not i just don't think video games are good enough yet when i think about the <laughs> the best open world games they are the ones where mostly you're riding a horse around like an empty plane for most of it or mad max where you're driving around the wasteland for most of it there aren't big cities that the, sometimes the cities are just places where you talk to a few characters and then the open world is just you driving around and getting into trouble every so often right. i think GTA five is a city but you're not going into all the buildings in the city it's like it's a collection of roads you know it's a driving game pretty much you you can contrast this with when they do get everything right in the more constrained like main game narratives right like you do have that experience of everything is neon drenched everything kind of feels Mm -hmm. druggy everything was weird and too much at the same time and it's great like uh, the the main game especially i think the, the the prologue or act one gets so many things right um, that it's the, the the contrast between that and the rest of the game is really frustrating because I you do you do feel immersed in this in this bizarre cyberpunk world and the world's happening around you and everything's very tight and makes sense or doesn't make sense and is interesting and and weird and strange and new as opposed to like the you know janky ass sandbox we're all familiar with from having played <laughs> games for the past decade that the rest of the game looks like yeah. 
I, I think uh, one thing, so uh, along along those lines and along the sort of like lines of what we uh, have been talking about, B's, B's back, by the way. Hi. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, so <laughs> My blood uh, pressure went a little high. So I, had to, <laughs> I was in the uh, the biopharmaceutical doghouse for a second. Oh, no, well, glad to have you back. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, so I, I, but I think like, you know, looking under the hood a little bit as, as it were into like some of that backstory that again is there, but is not um, wielded very much mm-hmm. um i wanted to read there's like one there there are a couple but there's like one of these text logs in particular that i'm just like i i, I know that there's a there's an impetus to want to bury the sort of uh like lore quote unquote in in uh in in like stuff that's sort of extra and for like the 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 weird fans or something you know um like this is an impetus in video games to the extent that like i think uh really good examples like final fantasy 15 you had to watch like a movie or something and there was like a separate <laughs> anime series to even like yeah. understand mm-hmm. right. what the fuck was yeah, happening in the yes. main story ridiculous um but there's so there's this great uh there's this great uh text log that i'm i'll read a, a short bit from um it's it's really short obviously it's only like three paragraphs long but i'll read like only a section of it um which is called 75 years of cyber of cyberware Oh, this one was so cool. Yeah, it it begins. A century ago, losing a limb meant tragedy. (laughs) It meant living with permanent disability, with severely reduced physical capability, and often with a chronic pain. What's more, people with disabilities frequently suffered from widespread discrimination, both active, ergo employment bias, and passive or unconscious, ergo poor infrastructural inaccessibility. Today... Assuming the dismemberment victim is financially stable, loss of limb amounts to little more than a minor inconvenience. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I love the fact that you've got, uh, there's one NPC that I've seen a bunch of people post because I think if you kill him, he like shows up again, but he has uh, a bunch of prosthetics, but is still sitting in a wheelchair somewhere. And I love (laughs) the idea that wheelchairs still need to exist in this this world because obviously uh, you can only get fully working. Working, Obviously, um, prosthetics the if you have money. Yeah, exactly. Um, and you know, and it there's been consternation, like the consternation that I was kind of alluding to at the very beginning, for example, with like the SJW comment comes from there are a lot of people who have uh, taken to Twitter, for example, to decry the fact that one of the very first data logs that you find, uh, for most people at least, is uh one that basically says that the United States or such as it is, I guess it's not the United States anymore, but whatever is there in the ruins of the United States for cyberpunk 2077, uh, is like terrible for you needing, uh, like to get health insurance from the trauma team company, those SEAL team right. guys that I mentioned before, whereas, uh, the USSR, which still exists in this world, uh, <laughs> you get free healthcare. Yeah. Yeah. The so amount of people great. screaming that they were being like, uh, brainwashed against their will for socialized medicine <laughs> isn't, you know, maybe not nearly enough people are screaming that. Yeah. 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 It's kind of funny because this game, if this were like a tighter, more, more focused game, like I actually think The Witcher 2 would have been a much better model uh, again for this. It could have had like a clearer right. political bent, but it's instead like you can start, They first of all, they committed to this customization thing, which I think was a mistake where you can start, you can, you can be like a poor scrappy street kid or you can start off as like a corporate officer. And I don't know what the, like that, uh, the corporate offer, but the corpos are like the bad guys. So 
So I don't know how cohesive a story you can tell that you can also you can be a street kid and you can be like a rich asshole and it comes right. out with a clear like politics or political message. Like I think they should have like you know picked a horse and kind of gone with it and stuck with it and 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 I actually think you know when you play The Witcher two and Witcher three you get a pretty in a broad sense a sort of left leaning socialist leaning kind of politics to it not really like you get these small specific moments I wouldn't necessarily say it's a leftist game but you can certainly tell the difference between a a, you know a a game made by this Polish company versus is a game being by an American company, the type of mm-hmm. stories they can tell, the way they talk about health care and socialism right. and the USSR, there is a significant difference. And it would have it would mean so much more in cyberpunk if they had weren't trying to do so many different things if they didn't have like they must have had like a hundred writers to write all those little things and they all did a good job but it all mostly like it's just ignored it does feel like you have to make your witcher 2 before you make witcher 3 yeah you know what i mean like it feels like if they had just told like a really tight cyberpunk story make cyberpunk 2075 and then make 2077 (laughs) you know what i mean like i i just do think that like there was uh, I think there was hubris after Witcher 3 they were like we made the greatest open world game and now we're gonna do it again and I'm like sir GTA 5 <laughs> is still the best open world game so you're even wrong right. about well, that well Jack I, I'll push back I'll disagree uh, Witcher 3 uh, yeah, yeah Witcher 3 is the greatest open world game but not the greatest open world game if you know what I'm saying like it's the best open world game but mm-hmm. the open world is not the focus the focus is the storytelling they all the little side missions are really just hand crafted little short stories and they all work so well and have so much thought put into them and take so many twists and turns like you start off on this one little single thing and you can go off on this huge adventure that takes you to an entirely different continent and it, it, and it surprises you so often over and over again whereas in cyberpunk uh 2077 instead of having like you know you know 30 like great missions you have 500 like little tiny missions that don't really take you anywhere and just happen and mostly are run. this fallout style mission of go somewhere and kill a bunch of guys you know what yeah. i mean yeah. and i actually think it's kind of unfair to like mention fallout because i actually think fallout new vegas especially is very similar to this game but still a lot 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 better when it comes to storytelling and that's game is how old is that game that's like like Fallout New Vegas, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 2010. That's 2010. Jeez. Like I'm, I'm I, and now it's I'm just, feeling old. Holy yeah. shit! <laughs> <laughs> this, to me, this game felt like playing uh, Fallout 4, and that it was really hyped, came up pretty buggy, and you spent a lot of your time doing meaningless bullshit uh, wrapped around a pretty interesting like core story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they give you, there are so many things that are just like, yeah, again, like nestled in the the fabric of their, or there, or just like, I can't tell if it's like treated as an afterthought or if it's like, well, this had to get in here, like not right. just treated as an afterthought, but like Unfinished. not even really thought about mm-hmm. as in like here, this has to be become a part of the story because like it was, uh, you know, part of the original uh, like role playing game, like mm-hmm. the pen and paper game. Um, uh, like the, there was a thing that uh, B mentioned earlier. For example, there's like another, like yet another thing that you only find out about if you read like the fucking text mm-hmm. uh, doc that you find around the world. Um, but like a thing about how with the advent of body modification, 
there's like a there's a pain modification um like chip that you can get to mm-hmm. make you feel less pain and they cite like a fake study in it saying what is it 60 percent higher mortality like a 60 percent mortality yeah. rate among people who have this chip installed it's funny too because the it's basically like the uh text fragment shall we say is essentially styled as if it's an abstract for a study and the idea is that this pain chip which is like made by one i think the I don't know, made by one of the corps that runs the world. Basically, it's like, it's great because people can stay in battle longer and fight and they've got all this energy because they've got this process of blocking, you know, signals in the brain. But the problem is, is that they don't retreat because they don't feel pain. And so, uh, you know, they're they're dying, which is a problem for the right. product, you know. I mean, speaking of the corpse, actually, it's funny because the... Uh, maybe maybe this is just another aspect of it being sort of a sort of retro futuristic or like not uh, or you know I, maybe as uh, I, I think it was Leslie who said it just feels like it's like today but like with a with like an update yeah totally. or something um, uh, that was Jack like a, actually I'm sorry so wow. thank you Leslie thank you for <laughs> <laughs> thank you for being the arbiter too. of truth yeah. um uh, but yeah I think it was uh, Jack who said for example it's like it's more of a game about like today except for like with an aesthetic uh, update or like a, a new paint job or something like that um but f- like for example just the idea that okay so you have that like the idea is you have you had this big uh, corporate war as the fallout of uh, of you know like uh, Reagan and Thatcherism, etc. Of like the the rise of neoliberalism uh, ran to its logical conclusion, which we we may yet still see, which is a huge corporate war, um, and then but still in now what is supposed to be you know decades and decades later there are like five major corporations which tracks because consolidation and everything but all those five corporations like do coherent specific things as opposed to like the actual the much more likely future of uh like I don't know I guess a much more likely futurist setting which is like private equity I guess like where you don't right. really know what any of the thing what any of the major corporations do, do I guess that's sort of what Arasaka is like a little bit uh in it but the rest of them I mean like trauma team is like one of the is is like one of the corporations right mm-hmm. and they're literally again like uh emergency services and like hospital like it's it's like you know Aetna Platinum Insurance plus like it's like yeah, plus having like a concierge doctor yeah, black war black water yeah too. exactly right exactly black water Aetna is, <laughs> yeah, basically. Is, uh, yeah, and that first so. sequence with trauma team showing up, and that's like a you know this is in that kind of you know first act theme. It's like that was really cool when trauma team shows up. They're like put the body on the floor. They're all pointing guns at you. I'm like okay, and this then is you like just a don't compelling see them again. look at the future. <laughs> and then yeah, that's kind of the end of trauma team. Yeah, yeah. I uh, wanted to mention that I have an article coming out in a new magazine called Funland that actually uh, where I talked a bit about uh, cyberpunk and how it intersects with things like uh, Mark Fisher and just the thing cool. that uh, that's kind of struck out. Uh, strikes out to me about you know how this vision of the future like is just like one that is you know encased in like this 80s belief the main thing that strikes me is that there is no way 
in hell that the corporations that we have now will ever produce any of the stuff nearly as cool <laughs> as we find in cyberpunk. We haven't gotten any sort of new technology really <laughs> since mm -hmm. like the iPhone. Like everything since has been basically like an app. There's like apps and maybe the air fryer. Is that they, like a new technology? They make computer chips better than they did before, but they're still but the, computer <laughs> chips. Yeah, the, yeah, exactly. It's just like a new iteration, something faster, smaller, or bigger and slower, depending on what you want. But we haven't really got like our technology mm -hmm. is not progressing or reaching this singularity. A lot of cyberpunk like proposes things like a truly advanced artificial intelligence. And so far, our AI is just like pretty like racist. And that's basically <laughs> like all it can do. It can't think, but it can be extremely racist. Yeah, exactly. And I, I feel like one of the things uh, as someone who enjoys some of the few scientific and technological advancements that we've actually done in society, like I would actually consider myself in some aspects like not fully human because I have monoclonal antibody technology in my body. Mm -hmm. Like we've talked about this a couple of times. Like if you are on these like super expensive cutting edge cancer drugs, right? Like are you actually just like a host body for the intellectual property of like whatever mm -hmm. pharmaceutical company? And I would have liked to have seen that pushed a little further with the cybernetic implant stuff. But I feel like it's kind of trapped in this like weapons upgrade uh, parameters where you really can't like have very interesting things happen with these um, really cool body modifications that are throughout the game. Yeah, it's all it, like, uh, again, I think that's kind of why it'd be more interesting if this game was more focused and limited and if it said, all right, you are just like a killing machine and that's what you do and maybe it's about you grappling with that so the only modifications you're thinking about getting are this killing stuff and like what does that mean what does that mean for your character why like the, the game doesn't react to you like you're like a mass murderer while in the witcher 3 ironically enough mm -hmm. like everybody treats you like a piece of shit <laughs> and a mutant when like yeah. all you do is kill monsters sometimes and like people who attack you and shit like that but the game uh, but this game they treat you like the, just like a, a, an average normal sweetheart uh, walking and, around and there's something like kind of weird about it it's like you know uh, um, there's something so cartoonish about like just walking into a compound and like killing 50 people and then like walking outside and grabbing your car and driving away. <laughs> uh, and there's like something so cartoonish about that. And like GTA has a sense of humor where cyberpunk doesn't really feel like it has that sense of humor. You know what I mean? Like that's also part of what makes the bugs all feel so silly is it's got such like a super serious tone to it. And then it's got like people stepping into cars and then and they just explode in front of you. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I, I don't know. Like, you feel like maybe something that works better in these open world games is a little bit of sense of humor because everything is like <laughs> looks goofy all the time. You know what I mean? It's like a little hard to make it serious when, you know, silly shit is happening because it's uh, like you said, you know, this same kind of, uh, um, you know, stitched together open world game that we've had in gaming you know, since PlayStation two. Yeah. I mean, it's funny that, uh, also that thing that, um, like Leslie mentioned a while ago about like, uh, you know, in, in the Witcher three, for example, which, you know, not to continue to compare it to that, but that is, I mean, uh, considering this is the, that's like the other major, major work of this, uh, studio in, in recent mm -hmm. memory, I think it, it, it bears repeating, um, in the Witcher three, you're like, 
be set with these uh, these characters and you don't have a you don't have like a, a choice. You can make decisions like for them uh, and things like that, but they, they completely inflect and make like the narrative and give it a sense of place. Whereas I feel like they tried to invert it or something like I keep thinking as, as I'm playing, I keep thinking of how many characters will just uh, say like or especially V in, in my case herself, but like, uh, V themselves, um, the, like, will will say these like one-offs all the time. Uh, and other characters do too, which is just like, Oh, that's just night city Jack or something. <laughs> um, and it's like, uh, you know, so I, lazy. I think a lot feels of people, so GTA. <laughs> yeah. Um, a lot of people, for example, have said like, Oh, well, uh, they they sort of still did like the character uh, the character action thing, which game lovers I know that character action is a very different genre. I'm just saying they're doing like the character action uh, thing where they'll, they'll say, "Oh, Johnny Silverhand is Geralt" or something, and that's and that's how they structure the story. But I feel like it's actually more like they decided that at, at a certain point they decided that like Night City is Geralt or something. That like uh. Night City is like the one is like the is the character. Like they keep referring mm. to it as a character and it's like what the city wants or it's like what the city does to you or something like that but it's just like absent actually mm-hmm. it's not even yeah, uh, maybe the, maybe yeah yeah it's not fully the city itself is not that impressive or fully realized it's actually i mean sad to say kind of boring driving around aside from the music the music once you get in the car is actually the soundtrack i think is actually fairly ec- excellent there's a lot of good stations on there but you don't get a sense of what the city feels like you don't really get a sense of the environment it just feels like back alley after back alley empty street after empty street and with the NPCs like disappearing and reappearing and the cars disappearing and reappearing. It never really, it never fully feels alive or real in any real sense. And just like when Jack said, when you do walk into that compound, kill a hunt, kill 30 people and then walk out and like grab a soda and like sell all your weapons in the box. (laughs) It's like, it just does not feel like real. And this game, and like, there's so many games that are like so much more immersive than this, whether you're talking about open world or, or not like I, where you're talking about third person or first person, this just feels like, like so much less immersive than so many other games any of the bioshocks even like a far cry i think a lot most of the far cries feel more real and immersive than this i was just playing assassin's creed and like i have a lot of critiques of how that style of open world game but i feel it just feels a lot more real to me than cyberpunk does outside of the main uh, story missions you touched on my biggest pet peeve with this game which is the food and drink thing because you can't just walk out and get a soda because soda, all, all beverages do the exact same thing, but yes. beverage is meaningless. All foods do the exact same thing. Food is meaningless. And you don't like, you can go to bars and restaurants and stuff, but all you do is go to a menu, see the soda icon, click on the soda <laughs> icon and transfer to the look. You think, look, you look at a game like uh, Yakuza, right? right. Yakuza is incredible because you go to a restaurant and it says, oh, do you want to buy a burger? And you click the burger icon and then you see the back of your character pretend to eat a burger, but it makes it, it makes a huge difference. Right. Super huge difference. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm really in this world. I'm really eating a burger. I get, you know, five points to my health or whatever. It's incredible. And I spend a lot of time eating burgers or getting fries or getting right. beers or getting drunk or whatever. You can't even get drunk in this game. You drink a, you can drink ten beers and you get kind of woozy for thirty seconds, but nothing else happens. Totally disappointing. Yeah, no, it, it's missing on the small details. It's missing on you know GTA again does really well on that kind of stuff too. It's like even if it is just going to be the same plus five health, 
create a different model of like you know like you said in yakuza like create it so that you can like see them eating uh, uh ramen or whatever like that's part of the fun of it uh is getting to like sort of uh, uh act as as you are uh, this character even like you know persona games are better with the sort of variety of right. food and stuff but even then i i i actually think you could cut the food out right you can cut all these little things out and just right. make if it it's like not gonna be good then why do why why are you leaving in just this weird little function that doesn't feel finished or impressive yeah because you don't have you don't have to eat in mass effect or dragon age or anything but and you can you can tell these really immersive storylines without having all this extra stuff that gt a ads because mostly because it's funny mostly gta right. has a lot of this stuff and yakuza has a lot of this stuff because it's funny uh-huh. but if you're not making a funny game there's like <laughs> not really I mean, you're not making a survival game either where and I, I know some people are into that where you have to like keep track of your hydration and stuff this game is not anything uh like that uh, that detailed so I, I i really don't know like why even have the system why have it so that you you're walking into those restaurants and it's just like is pointless and meaningless and and just is not fun at all yeah i mean I, and i was i was gonna say like uh you know to the the flip side of the like oh well at least in like yakuza it's it's uh funny um it like has a sense of uh humor thing is for the uh for like for for games who that that don't or that are trying to go like more uh like more dark or something like far cry 2 you can get fucking malaria you know <laughs> yeah like, yeah like where are the chips that you can plug into your brain and start to see differently or like there should be oh, chips yeah, that are right. drugs right like that yeah. is a huge thing yeah. that's missing from this game that i i was like kind of hoping would be there where like some of these you know cybernetic implants could do more than simply like modify your stats there you could know, be literally right. useless ones that just yeah. change the way your visual perception looks or i don't know it can make you colorblind like who cares mm-hmm. whatever seems like they didn't have enough time to like play around and get weird right too. and it's yeah. like it's like if you don't spend time like imagining how these other like systems of the world could work especially with all these like really interesting biological interventions and like comments about technology it's like well, where's all the useless shit that would exist, mm-hmm. right? That would be really interesting and fun to sort of interrogate and like play with in addition to your necessary upgrades. Because if you think about it, like, I guess maybe that's like a little fortnighty to be able to like change <laughs> things just for the hell of it. But I think it would be so much more cool to be able to like plug in a chip that, I don't know, makes you drunk. Right, because like, <laughs> and not just like have the camera wave around, right? Yeah, exactly. and that's yeah. all that the drunk effect is. It's a pretty lazy drunk effect, I have to say. Like mm-hmm. again, GTA Five, GTA beats them. GTA beats them on the drunk effect, the high effect, all of them. <laughs> it's one thing to evaluate a game and be like, oh, I wish they had this system. I wish you could fly. I wish they had a system where you could, you know, go spelunking or whatever. Uh, but in this game, they point to all the things they could have done, but chose not to do. Right? Food, cybernetics, right. story. Like all these, they, they, they have like a vestigial tail of a system in the game enough to let you know, <laughs> we thought about this, but like nothing to add, like they give right. you, they give you the bone, but never the meat. Yeah. It's right. like a whole series of gestures and nothing is really actually that fleshed out. Which maybe, maybe this game will be saved in DLC or something. I don't, I really don't know. Maybe they'll be able to save this game, but uh, <sighs> it just feels like pretty broken on a fundamental level and like they needed a couple more years of baking i think also it's like it's one thing to save it to make it like fun which i'm confident that they'll do 
right? Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, yeah. not that it's not. Fun. Oh, right. I mean, I'm enjoying it's it. Fun. But like, you know, they'll also uh, make I'm, it not broken and not crashing right, but, all the time. You know, well, that will I mean, be fixed. But I mean, that's another. But it's another thing entirely to like make it uh, have a, a, any kind of like a cohesive identity. Yeah, yeah. A, a cohesive feel and storyline. Yeah, or to actually like you know deliver on. Uh, I mean, deliver on anything that, as we've pointed out, I think this is, uh, this is one of the reasons why I think it was like I was. Uh, you know, I personally was even interested in like. Um, uh, you know, talking about it in this particular forum, which I acknowledge is a weird. <laughs> Death, like death panel is a weird place to have this to be having this conversation <laughs> i think uh but like because it, it does point to so many of these things right that are actually like really interesting and it would be wonderful if uh if some of some of like these issues or the ways like wait because so, something really magical happens i think when you take uh like one of the th- reasons i like certain parts of like uh cyberpunk genre or like uh or like body horror films or something is like when you take the logical conclusion of a bunch of these like fucking horrendous parts of not just capitalism, but also like the political economy of health, uh, mm-hmm. for example, and like privatized healthcare and privatized, like what, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, things, things like this, the body mod stuff and what happens when there's a private market for, for body mods. Um, we didn't even touch on the fucking dolls, for example, there was a crazy, uh, like really comp- compelling, interesting thing of like, you know, full, full, like neural body takeover or whatever. Although um, I do have to mention with the dolls, even though it, it made in isolation seem like a really cool idea it's the exact plot of the joss whedon tv series dollhouse (laughs) the exact now i don't know if uh he stole it from the tabletop rpg though so it could be possible that uh you know joss whedon stole this um but it is the exact same plot of uh, dollhouse starring uh, eliza dushku that is one thing about making a game that's based on a system that's a really popular one from 40 years ago is yeah that between cyberpunk and Shadowrun, like every so many things reference this thing at this point that it's hard to tell what's ref- like what's you know a a a a reference what's a new thing from the new game versus mm-hmm. what's a, a reference to a reference right like um, a, a classic example is a, a Keanu Reeves as a as a chip in your head is straight out of Johnny Mnemonic, right? Because Keanu was Johnny Mnemonic. It's all funny, but Johnny Mnemonic itself was based upon the lore and uh, universe built by Shadowrun and Cyberpunk in the first place. So you've got like, this, this kind of Ouroboros of references, right. but it becomes this kind of this this cute this cute thing of like, oh, look at what we can do, and they never kind of dive deep into exploring uh, the the source material. So, uh, final thoughts? Yeah. I guess? I'm still making my way through the game and I'm still having a good time with it, you know, because I really like CRPGs and I think it's like a pretty good CRPG. Um, does it live up to like its potential? Uh, is it everything I wished it would be? Not necessarily, but it's like a very good piece. I have a PC too. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's a very good CRPG right. game and I'm looking forward to more updates and I'm excited to get all the way through the campaign, which I haven't uh, uh, finished yet. I'm taking it very slow though. So I'm, I'm not trying to like over, uh, uh, overwhelm myself with cyberpunk. I'm kind of trying to take my time and uh, uh, enjoy it. Yeah, um, I, I en- I'm enjoying. The, I enjoy the combat a lot so much so that the silliness of how many people I murder doesn't bother.
bother me as much when I'm really playing it. But I think I'm going <laughs> to try to focus more on the storyline. But I d- did want to just mention um, briefly kind of the upshot of what I, you know, think about this whole game and, you know, this vision of the future. that's not really a vision of the future. Uh, Mark Fisher in his, you know, uh, lecture titled Slow Cancellation of the Future, he talks about how if you at, if you took any, you know, popular music from at the time he was talking, I think maybe in 2010 and send it back in time, 20 years, would it really surprise anyone from, you know, 20 years ago? Would they hear any sounds that would really uh, surprise them? Like he used the example of like the Arctic monkeys and like, there's nothing really about the Arctic (laughs) monkeys that would surprise (laughs) someone from the nineties or even the eighties. And I wrote the article before the game uh, came out and, but I mentioned the fact that just the aesthetics of the game wouldn't shock anyone from 20 years ago and if you add and you showed cyberpunk 277 to anyone a gamer from 2000 would any Thing really surprised them and given the fact that now the game is out and how many bugs there were and how bad the game looked on consoles like 100 like people might be surprised by how awful uh the game is like games <laughs> have like gotten worse possibly in the 20 I mean, years yeah, if, you, if you show this to me you show this to someone who's like playing Vice City or something like that. They're yes. like, oh, this feels like a little less like open, you know? It's like a little like, more Like it's worse. <laughs> <laughs> I guess uh, where I'm at, uh, kind of going off that, uh, one thing that Cyberpunk does tell me is that black metal still exists in 2077, <laughs> which uh, is, for me, fantastic news. That's all I, all I listen to in the car. Um, I think that this game glances at or brushes at a lot of really interesting things transhumanism for example is at the core of the entire game you've got a guy who exists on a chip and is transcending his body to take over your body that's really interesting kind of be what you were saying too about like you can uh uh, you know you get new like at what point does your body stop being your own you can replace everything everything becomes a commodity your body is a no longer a gestalt, but a bunch of pieces you can swap out and change. That's really fascinating. And they explore it just enough to let you know that they could have done more with it, but uh, never <laughs> right. never go far enough to make it, make it satisfying. I pirated the game, um, and I, I my, my rule is I'll buy it if it gets if it gets good, yeah. <laughs> I'll wait a year. And if they make it more engaging, I don't want a perfect game, right? I'm, I, I can't, I can't ask for that. But if they make it more engaging, if they if they clean it up, then I'll give them my forty dollars or whatever. But uh, I'm having a good time playing it. I'm one of the slowest gamers that I know. I go through and I read everything. Um, I do all the little side quests. Well, I've had to stop that because there's just too fucking money in this game. Um, but I'm very, very, very slow. So I'm behind all my friends that I'm playing it with. But uh, I'm enjoying myself. I play it for a couple hours every couple of days. And uh, it's it's stupid enough that you can dick around and have a good time. Uh, and the, the main plot is interesting enough that I'm enjoying being engaged by it. Slap that on a poster and put it in GameStop. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> cool. Well, I mean, honestly, uh, I didn't. I don't think I've ever thought about a video game this much for this long. To be honest, <laughs> not saying that in like a bad way. Like, it's for me, it's like a new media to appreciate in this way. And I really thank you guys for coming on and talking about this. It's been well, a lot of fun. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Good to talk to you. If you were to think about a game, I recommend Death Stranding. That one gets oh, you. Oh, that one. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. That that one's an actual commentary. That's great. And that one's worth think worth thinking about yeah. too. Yeah. 
Yeah. Shit, that's the episode we should have done. Oh, well. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm glad to come back. I find, I would love to have a reason to uh, finally finish Death Stranding. I never got through it. Oh, yeah, it's good. Yeah, actually, I didn't finish it either. Oh, yeah, I, I took a break, too, but it's worth going back to. It'll take you a while to get back in, but it's worth I, I want. I'm, I'm going to replay it. I, I got the PC version on the Steam oh, sale, okay. so I'm finally going to go back. I stayed up till 8 a.m. finishing the game, and wow. then I crawled in my bedroom and woke up my girlfriend and made her listen to me describe the ending of the game. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Before she I gotta go back. To I gotta it. go back. Cool. Well, maybe in the future. All right. Yeah. Um, so we should do plugs now, right? Where yeah. can where can we find Leslie and Jack? Where it's struggle session? Uh, yes, the best place to find us is at sesh plus s e s h dot plus. We have uh, hundreds of bonus episodes. Um, we're doing a holiday sale, so you can get a whole uh, year of struggle session at discount for uh, fifty bucks. So please uh, check us out, and uh, uh, and you can also find us on Patreon, of course, patreon.com slash struggle session as a patron that's a that's a steal mm-hmm. <laughs> if you're not i feel like there's a lot of value in my membership to struggle sh- sessions <laughs> patreon that's right thank yeah. you so much yeah you know i'm always looking for value oh yeah, we, we love to give our our patrons an excellent value a value add and tim anything you want to plug i've pretty much vacated my brain during quarantine uh i've done nothing useful in about in, in about a year I'm still waiting for what Medicare for All looks like under Biden before I begin thinking again. Yeah. Um, but until then, I'm on Twitter as Krolge. Cool. And uh, honestly, I've been giving Tim's book as a Christmas present. It's um, a fantastic present for any month. Who cares? You could just give it to someone just because maybe they have some really bad pandemic takes and you want to teach them about the social determinants of health. Or just to use it uh, for uh, talking points to really needle your uh, Biden-Harris uh, Democrat uh, relatives, etc. Yeah. It was a staff pick at McNally Jackson uh, last week, which means that over a year later, I've still got it. Hell yeah. Still got it. Cool. Well, guys, thank you so much for coming. It's been an absolute pleasure. Love you Thanks all. Thanks for having us. Yeah, it was a pleasure. As always, Medicare for all now. Solidarity forever. Stay alive another week. Hell yeah. All right.
again.